coach, broadcaster, and video game impresario, John Madden. I get every game from every angle uh, every week. Why do you want to do that? Just because uh, just you're crazy? <laughs> None other than Deion Sanders Prime. I have three to four suits with me, and I'm having a problem to choose between the crane, which is a cusser. What I mean by cusser, Rich, when you see me, you're going to use profanity. That's how clean this suit is. <laughs> My official movie reviewer, Jim Moore. She's a fox. If there's a fox in the movies right now, Myla Kunis is it. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast. Week number four is in the books. We have reached the quarter post point of the National Football League regular season 2011. The Detroit Lions and Green Bay Packers are your lone remaining undefeated teams. How about them apples? The Lions with a fifth consecutive road win for the first time ever, pulling one out of the hat in Dallas to send the Cowboys and Tony Romo into perhaps the longest bye week in their recent memory. Uh, and the Green Bay Packers improving to 4-0 by uh, whipping up on the Denver Broncos. Aaron Rodgers at the top of his game. And uh, we'll talk about all of that on a podcast that's coming out later in the week with Michael Lombardi as he joins us later on in a podcast that'll come out on Thursday. Uh, that will also feature Sugar Ray Leonard and a special surprise guest that you'll have to stay tuned for. Good stuff on the podcast later this week. But this week, I'm going to get right to it. My two guests uh, on this version of the podcast, Jeff Schaefer, he's been here before, the co-executive producer, writer, and director of Curb Your Enthusiasm. He's also the co-creator of another show, that's debuting this week, another comedy, The League on FX. It is the only fantasy football-related comedy ever. <laughs> I don't know of another one. And it's really funny. It's got all the sensibilities that you'd expect from somebody like Jeff Schaefer, who wrote for Seinfeld, and as I mentioned, for Curb Your Enthusiasm. He also, along with his writing partners, uh, is the hand-picked writing and producing team for Sasha Baron Cohen. They worked on Bruno, Borat, now the dictator that's coming out next year. So Jeff's going to be in studio. He's a big Browns and Seahawks fan, an odd grouping of teams to like. And uh, we'll talk about all of this with him. Fantasy football, his show, The League, that debuts Thursday, 10.30 p.m. Eastern time on FX. We'll talk about the eighth season of Curb Your Enthusiasm that just finished up. I want to know the origins of all the classic moments from this past season. And, of course, I want to know if there's going to be a season nine. And Jeff says uh, that he's going to give us some news on that front. We're going to break some entertainment news here on the podcast. We like when that happens. That's Jeff Schaefer, uh, my second guest on the show. My first guest is the the hottest uh, wide receiver in the game today. He's on fire. Wes Welker is on pace to surpass Marvin Harrison's all-time record for most receptions in a season. He's on pace to obliterate Jerry Rice's record for most receiving yards in a season. Wes already has 616 yards. He's got 40 catches. And the Patriots take on the Jets this week. We always know how fun that is when the Patriots take on the Jets. That's Wes Welker. He's going to join us on the podcast. And again, uh, stay tuned for another podcast this week. We've been doing two a week now, folks. Been doing two a week. And uh, having fun with it. So I hope you're enjoying the new format, certainly in the regular season. But let's get this thing started right now with Tom Brady's favorite target. He is the leading receiver in the National Football League through four weeks. Nobody has more yards. Nobody has more receptions than this man. He is Wes Welker, joining the Rich Eisen podcast presented by Bud Light on Pat's Cam. How are you, Wes? Pretty good, Rich. How are you doing, bud? I- I'm, uh, I'm good, but not as good as you. I mean, what a start <laughs> to this season. Um, are, are, is this the best you've ever played, Wes? Uh, yeah, it's got to be. I mean, um 
definitely putting up uh, you know some of the numbers that's been the past few weeks. Um, it's definitely I feel my game's at its best right now. Why? Let's let's hit that just straightforward. Um, I think health. Uh, I, I feel great out there. My my training. I, I feel fast. Um, you know, everything that I do um, and, and, and every decision I make is is basically to being a, a better football player and if it makes me a better football player. So, um, you know, that that's just kind of what I'm doing and I'm up here on, on the off day getting ready and, and uh, watching film and making sure that, you know, I'm getting ready for the Jets this week. Yeah, big week, right, when you play the Jets. Oh, no doubt. No doubt, you know, they're, they're definitely a rivalry game and in the division, so look, definitely looking forward to it. Your quarterback, Brady, he's been on this podcast twice, and each time he, he doesn't make any bones about it. He wears it on his sleeve. He says he hates the Jets. Do you, do you, have, a, do you have a similar feeling, too? Um, you know, I, I think there's definitely uh, that rival, rivalry before, between us that you definitely get up for and, and you're definitely excited about, and, and uh, you definitely want to take it to these guys. Yeah, and, and how much was last? How much uh, is? How much are you thinking about the way last year ended as you're getting ready for this week, Wes? Um, you know, you, you don't think about it too much. It, it was what it was, and we're not happy about it. But this year's a total new year. It's total new players, um, everything across the board. So we're, we're just kind of focusing on this game and. And not letting the past really come into play at all. The coach, coach isn't going to bring that up. He's not going to show any film from last year just to try and you know. He, we, we know he he can he can sometimes uh, motivate in in various ways. He's not going to mention it at all. Um, you know, he might. I I, I doubt it. Um, you know, lo- looking at things from last year is is you know not only is it tough, but um, at the same time it's just different players. They they have different players. We have different players. Um, so it's a it's a total new year, and and uh, you know we, we got to get started in in the right spot with these guys. What motivates you, Wes? Um, I don't know, multiple things, but I, I think the main thing about it is I just love playing ball and um, being around guys that love to play football and and coming to work every single day is is definitely one of the one of the highs for me, and I I look forward to to going out there and even in practice trying to beat the guy across from me and. And then uh, having it translate into Sundays, and and I get a lot of satisfaction out where, of that. Where does that level of competition and competitive spirit come from, Wes? Um, probably get my tail kicked by my older brother and all his friends <laughs> growing up. Um, you know, it's 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 it, now I'm trying to take it out on on people on the football field. Yeah, I guess. I'm, how many times have you been told in your life that you can't do this? Um, I mean, plenty, I'm sure, uh, probably more behind my back than anything, but, um, you know, it's, uh, I've always had a belief in myself that I'd, I'd be able to go out there and play ball and, uh, against anybody. And, and, uh, as long as, as, long as I think that, that that's all that matters. Well, cause I, I mean, obviously many people, uh, root for you because of your story, Wes, and the way that you play the game and you, you, Coming out of high school, didn't get a scholarship. Coming out of college at Texas Tech, where you crushed it, you didn't even get invited to the combine, and then you don't get drafted. It it, it just it sort of boggles the mind how this sort of story can come about, and I'm wondering if you ever stop and pause and think about that every now and then. Um, you know, not really. Uh, probably, you know, after the seasons a, a few times, maybe I have or. Or whatever, but um, right now I'm just kind of living in the moment and and keep on uh, trying to get better and keep on trying to accomplish you know more and 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 see see how far uh, I can take this thing and and uh, but right now I'm just worried about the Jets and and you know tomorrow's mm-hmm. practice and, and getting ready and making sure that um, I'm taking care of the here and now and and everything uh, everything will take care of itself in the end I, if, as long as I do that. You're that, not that, you're, you're that not you're not the introspective type, in other words. Not, not really. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> I'm getting that sense that you don't even want to talk about this sort of stuff. Is that is that is that a, is that spot on? Or because I mean, you could wear this yeah. on your sleeve. I mean, this is this. You've come a, an incredible way, West, to where you are in your career right now. And um, uh, it's just to me that's what a lot of people love to root for you about. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess that's why, why people, you know, kind of like to root for me. I mean, um, 
I don't know. I, I, I have a feeling they wouldn't root for me as much if, if I wasn't catching as many balls and having as many yards or as many touchdowns. <laughs> but, um, but, but still, I, I, guess it, I guess it is a good story and everything, but I, I feel like there's still a long ways to go in the story. And, and uh, you know, the thing I've always done is, is just trying to focus on the here and now, and, and that's gotten me to this point, and that, that's not going to change. What's your relationship with Brady like? Um, well, I mean, he's, he's definitely he's one of my best friends. Um, you know, we, we, we talk through game plans together, life, uh, you know, hairstyles, um, you know, uh, <laughs> which he, you know, he, he has a lot, lot more to work with than I do. But um, Tell me about you know, it. Working out, um, you know, we, we talk about all sorts of different things, uh, ways to get better, different things we're doing or, or um, you know, different snacks we're eating or whatever, just trying to, you know, uh, get ahead of the competition any way we know how. And uh, was it your decision to to have him cut his hair? I mean, were you part of that decision, <laughs> uh, Wes? Were you were you in on that? Well, my hair was getting kind of long there too, and mm-hmm. then I cut it, and then next thing you know, he cuts his. So, oh. um, you know, I'm kind of thinking maybe I had some input, but we never talked about it. No, okay. Well, you're a leader. You're a team leader. Maybe so. He's basically, I'm setting, I'm setting the trends. You know, like other everybody's going to cut their hair after Tom, but I actually set that yes. standard mm-hmm. for Tom, and now he's done it. So yeah, that makes sense. You know, that makes a lot of sense, Wes. No doubt exactly. about that. And um, exactly. did you see the Belichick documentary on NFL Network? Did you catch that? You know what? I was moving into a new place, and we didn't have cable for like the first couple weeks no. of the season, so I have not caught it, but um, I definitely got a lot of text messages about it. <laughs> I bet you did. I bet you did. Uh, we can get you a copy, by the way. We can get you a copy of that. We can send yeah, you a copy send me of that. one. I'd actually love to see, I'd love to see it. Because it so, definitely uh, showed, obviously, a side of him that very few of us get to see. And um, and uh, and it really it really rounded him out. Let's put it that way, for sure. Just for a guy who uh, couldn't fix the, the the clock in his car to you know uh, getting <laughs> getting into it with Derek Mason on the sideline. Uh, that right. Would, is it is it, does he do that often? Um, you know, I haven't seen it too many times. Um, I saw one deal with a referee that was quite comical. Um, I, I tried to hold it in as much as possible, but um, uh, he, he basically tripped over the chains and basically just got over all over the chain guy on the sidelines. Um, <laughs> it's that right? Which, oh yeah, it was it was uh, it was one of the best moments of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and you had to hold it in, like it's something that you're you're seeing at the yeah, time. Yeah, it's I mean, like it's like somebody giving a presentation in class and they suck at it, and you're <laughs> laughing in the background, but you're trying to hold it in. Right. It was it was one of those deals. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay, well, listen, I, I'm 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 appreciative of you taking the time during Jet Week. I mean, that, that's 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 a pretty big game, and and you've seen obviously what the Jets have gone through the last two weeks. You can hand them a third straight loss, and and really. Send them into a, a, a tizzy, Wes, it, it, and I'm sure that you guys are talking about that. Yes. Um, well, I mean, we we haven't really gotten together yet, but um, it's definitely something we're going to talk about and make sure that um, we're, we're doing everything we can to go out there and, and play well and 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 be ready to go and and uh, come away with a victory. Right. Uh, and and you're going to cough up the game plan when you have it. To me, Wes, right? Isn't that what yeah, you, absolutely. Right? That pipeline? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, just cough, absolutely. cough up the game plan yeah. to me. And, uh, um, not a problem. Yeah, because that would help the podcast. And I know that's definitely uh, one of your motivating factors that you didn't mention absolutely. earlier. When I asked absolutely. You what motivates yeah, you. you told me you were giving me like a percentage of sales on the podcast or something. Yes, like that, so. I did that because I exactly. get 0% of it, Wes. So I, that's why I'm so giving to you Which, in that okay. respect. You know, absolutely. All right. Well, in that case, Rich, I got to go. Um, <laughs> before you go, do you, do you want do you want to say anything uh, to Rex Ryan, Wes? Before before I let you go. Um. You know. Good luck on Sunday. Looking forward to it. It's gonna be a great matchup. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I, can you set it up any more for me there? I, I don't... <laughs> I ain't gonna bite, Rich. No. I ain't biting. No. Mmm. Nah. Not biting. Okay. Well, in a way, that 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 could be biting on it just by saying that, Wes. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh-
<laughs> All right. I don't want to, I want you to play. I want you to play. I want you to keep exactly. going. Okay. Exactly, we'll, Rich. Come on. We'll drop it. We'll drop it. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Hey, listen, Wes, congrats on your, your great start. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of the names that you can run down. Uh, you're, you're on pace to blow past Marvin Harrison and Jerry Rice for receiver uh, receptions and yards. I don't know if you pay attention to that sort of stuff, but you're on pace to do that. Yeah. Um, wow, it's just incredible. It's four games. I mean, so uh, right. <laughs> we, we still got a long ways to go. We got We got a lot of tough weather, tough competition, and everything else. So um, definitely uh, definitely keep an eye on the lowdown because it's only four games. And how is Ocho, by the way? He hasn't tweeted in over a week and a half, Wes. I'm concerned. He hasn't tweeted, really? I, I wasn't aware. Um, but, no, he's doing good. He's, he's doing well. Uh, you know, had some catches uh, for us this past game and, and did a great job. And, and so he, he just keeps on coming along and, and keeps on playing well, and, and we're going to need him to. Okay, Wes, thanks for the time. I appreciate it again. Congrats on the start, and I appreciate the support of the podcast. You got your percentage coming in the mail. Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) That is Wes Welker uh, on top of every receiving list imaginable through four weeks of the season joining the Rich Eisen podcast. Thrilled to welcome back here on the Rich Eisen podcast presented by Bud Light, a good friend and truly the hardest working man in show business. I mean, uh, I know that term gets thrown around quite a bit, but it certainly uh, fits Jeff Schaefer, the creator, executive producer of The League, the uh, fantasy football-related comedy that returns to FX this Thursday night, and also the co-executive producer, writer, and director of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and also your Jeff Schaefer. I, I mean, this goes on and on your list. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. You and the you and your group are working with as well on the dictator. Yeah, we just finished uh, the dictator, just wrapped shooting, and it'll be out May uh, May of uh, two thousand twelve. So it's been a very busy, yeah, very busy year and a half. Absolutely, you're. It's just you're too busy making people laugh. Basically, uh, Jeff Schaefer. That's, I, that's it. And yet, love love to just take a little break, talk football <laughs> yes. with my dear friend. This is this is an actual vacation for me. This is Excellent. a vacation. Is it really? Yes, this is a vacation. This is an, it, the the oasis. Hanging out in your shower. My sh- <laughs> with the just, shower curtain. You just like been it? Here the shower curtain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't see any soap or shampoo. I assume you just when you're done here, you just you just hose yourself down. That's here. a rinse. It's just a quick rinse. Just a quick rinse here gotcha. in the podcast room. Yeah, the, the shower curtain wasn't here the last time you were no, here. No, no. Look at me now, huh? I got three cameras. Uh, cameras, a shower curtain. Three cameras and a shower curtain. You're making a porno. <laughs> <That's> just, <laughs> I'm the Steve Gutenberg character in three <laughs> three cameras and a shower curtain. Hey, now, uh, the league on FX starting up again. This is season three. Season three of the league starts this Thursday. Uh, what time? 1030. 1030. On FX, right after Always Sunny in Philadelphia. What and, a double uh, dip. Yeah, it's been a, it's a great hour. I mean, for us, you know, ratings-wise, we used to say that um, being after Always Sunny in Philadelphia, it was like when... Uh, the Jordan's Bulls and like mm. Luke Longley could say like, "Hey, you know, Jordan, and I combined for fifty six points." <laughs> right, right, right. You know, right. Like that that Australian tomato can got three, and they got <laughs> he got fifty three. But uh, right. no, we've actually been. It's a great pairing. The audiences of Bo, of Sunny really love us, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I can't believe it's ridiculous to think that we're doing season three now. Right, and and um, fantasy football is as popular as ever, and you going and creating a television show out of it. I don't. There's nothing else like it on TV because you watch the league and these are conversations that everybody has with everybody else in fantasy football. How do you go about writing these scripts? Do you take directly straight from your fantasy football experiences? Oh, or? Definitely. I mean, we are trying to create a, a show that looks like this is the most fun league right. you can be in. And, you know, and it's what leagues are really about, which mm-hmm. is a lot of trash talking and a lot of camaraderie. And, uh, yeah, we're definitely – a lot of the things that have happened to me in fantasy football right. uh, are definitely just – we just take them straight from there. And Jackie plays too, and we just – and they go right onto the right into the show because we're trying to make it feel real. Right. Your lovely wife, Jackie Marcus Schaefer. Jackie Marcus Schaefer, the co-creator of the, co-creator. the show. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it, the whole show was her idea. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, by the way, did I call you the creator of this show at the top? What? The co-creator? Did, no, did I, I don't think I used the word co-creator, which oh. means Jackie's going to – I'm, I'm apologizing to Jackie right here <laughs> there and now because I, I I need to make sure that we're cool. Oh, you guys are forward. more than cool. And okay. by the way, the, the yeah. whole show was her idea. And, and how it came about was we were on vacation uh, a while back and we were skiing in, in France, and which 
Yeah. We, we Why had, wouldn't you? Why would you not go never to done, France to ski? We were in Why the French Alps, never done this before. We were right. there. It was Christmas, mm-hmm. and Christmas Eve, she had uh, made this plan for this amazing restaurant, right. amazing Christmas Eve dinner. But Sunday night in France is Sunday day game time yes. back in the States. And you're a big Browns slash Seahawks fan. Browns the oddest Seahawks. hybrid of yeah. rooting interests of all time. Right. Someone, it's it's the Venn diagram. Is, it's this. It's two teams that no one really cares about, and the, I've got both. The, and the Venn diagram never, it never, it yeah, never there's meshes. No inter- there's exactly. no message. There's no so, mes- meshing. So this is, uh, what, it's Christmas. So it's mm-hmm. it's basically week 16, Super Bowl. I'm in the Super Bowl of two leagues. And yet I at this lovely dinner with my wife. And so I keep telling her that, oh, this French food is making me so sick. I'm very sick to my stomach. And so I keep <laughs> literally running out into the snow. Yes. And this is pre-Skype to call the states at great expense. Mm-hmm. For what reason? Just to check. I can't affect the teams. I right. can't affect the games. I can't affect my score. But I kept running out. So the third time I'm getting sick, yeah. she follows me. And so I'm standing in a snowdrift. She's standing in the doorway of this nice restaurant. And I look up and she's just laughing at me. And she goes, this is a great idea for a show. You're this busted. is the most pathetic thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and instead of getting mad, she created the, she's like, created the show. <laughs> So it's a great happy ending. If only everybody had a marriage where when you are busted, lying to your wife about something so insignificant that the reaction is to create a television show. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that, that normally you'd be in the doghouse. You've got to, you know, you've got to do something, flowers, whatever. No, let's create a show. I mean, that what an incredible reaction that is for your wife. Even right better, now. I won both Super Bowls. So go figure that. All around. And the, and, and the reason why you won is the passion that you bring. Yes. Jeff Schaefer. It's an intangible. It is. It's an intangible in fantasy football. The passion that you bring, that you're you're skiing in the French Alps, and even though you say you've never done it before to try and not sound so hoity-toity, it's probably your, your annual trip, right, to go skiing. My legs French were Alps. in Mejev, but my heart, my heart <laughs> yes. was on my homepage. Yeah, it's on your, on your homepage. And how many leagues are you in uh, I'm currently in five. I'm in five. I'm in uh, – I'm in – one with you. And the yes. league that I'm in with you, yes. uh, first of all, we have to talk about this. Please. I lost to Bakai by mm. point 0.2 points. Not two points, mm. point 0.2. That's ridiculous. There shouldn't, we shouldn't have, there should I be no math I don't understand. in fantasy football. <laughs> I shouldn't have to get a calculator or an abacus to find out if I'm going to win or not. But Commissioner Garland uh, never used to employ the decimal points in, in our league. It's that, that started last year. I remember when the first, when the league's, Last year, first game, and I, I, I had like fifty-seven point three four points going into the late games. I'm like, something's off here. What, right. what, what happened here? It's because uh, so people are afraid of the tie. I, and I don't, I don't, don't be afraid. Of the I tie. love the tie. Ties, ties. I, I love that complication. In another league, uh, two guys tied at 123 points, and that's something to talk about. Wow, that's something to talk wow. about. Like, a, what an odd number to, to tie in, but. Yeah, I don't. I don't. So, so what's your record? Uh, this I, is you're, this is Stephen I'm, Hawking's cleats is the name of your team, yes. correct? That's an opt. I think that's a very optimistic name. <laughs> yes, he's is. got the cleats. He may not use them, but he's got them. Right. You don't know. Things yeah. could turn around for him. He right. may be playing any day now. Right. I'm not putting Stephen Hawking's on the IR. Right. But uh, uh, I am now two and two, which is unfortunate. The first year mm-hmm. I played in that, you invited me to play in that league. Yes. I won it. And that was one of the greatest things because you just assumed that I was very good, right? And I should have stopped. But you, but wait, Garland didn't invite you to play. That I think way? you did. Garland how, did. I don't know. Did I, how did I do that? Since you work with Garland, I think. I, mean, I think you both. It was like you guys. It was like oh, let's it was do a tag it. team. It was thing. a tag We got to get you in there. And yeah. now all your 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 cohorts yeah. are all in there. Alex Dave, Berg and Dave Mandel, who, your, your uh, writing partners, your uh, producing yeah. partners, right? Yeah. So and uh, and, and also, LD Larry, himself, Larry David, has joined the fantasy universe. For the first time ever, right? First time ever. First and, time that, ever. And, and, and his name, his team name is Lotion Larry. Lotion which Larry. Which is classic. Lotion. Did, did, did he lose again this week? He I did. think he did. He did. He's 0-4, right? Uh, he is He is 0-4. 0-4. Oh, He's 0-4. I'm 0-4 in another league, too, by the way. I can't buy one in another league. By the way? Filled with a bunch of guys who are just getting... I mean, this is an episode. I mean, I, I, I'm giving me grief. I'm getting texts like, you're the expert. I'm seeing you on TV with a dog licking your face in the middle of a commercial all throughout football, and you don't know anything. You're supposed to know stuff. And I don't know... I mean, it's humbling experience, fantasy it's, football. It's very hard. The pressure... Because the league that... Uh, I'm in a league of... Uh, mm-hmm. A fantasy league with my high school friends that is has a Shiva trophy... Just like so this is the basis ha- of the league. Has a Sacco trophy, right uh-huh. just like just like uh, the guys in the league, mm-hmm. and I am owing four in that also. Oh. And these guys are merciless. And in fact, I-, I can't buy a win there either. I had the misfortune last week of playing against a guy who had Aaron Rodgers, Beanie Wells, and the Baltimore D. Oh my god! 
He, that's three. That's what? That's uh, 120 points perhaps dropped, right there, right? He dropped 200 on me. Oh, 200. I've never seen a 200-point fantasy game. At a certain point, you're just... You're just watching. I was this going against. I was going against someone who had Aaron Rodgers this week, and they also. I mean, everybody got twenty points against me. Uh, in the middle, I'm watching the game. Aaron Rodgers. I sent their, their co-owned. Uh, I sent it to both guys. Uncle, white flag. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that's it. That's it. And then, but the sad thing is too, is that I'm now because these are the late games. I'm watching the late games, and even though I'm down by ninety, this it's over. Okay. I'm still upset that these other guys that are still active are dropping the ball, you know. <laughs> Stevie Johnson, I've got Stevie Johnson and Ryan Fitzpatrick in one league. The guy the guy gets tackled at the one. He's running in. I mean, Stevie Johnson should be running in the end zone. Yeah. These things happen. But this is the thing. This is why people go like, oh, how could you do a show about fantasy football? Right. And Jack and I are like, why hasn't there been a show about fantasy sure. football? I mean, right. you know, you can have the, the worst day at work or the worst day at, uh, in, in your home life, whatever. But every Sunday, you can feel like a winner. It's very hard. It's hard to win, mm-hmm. you know, just in general in life when you get older. Like, am I winning this interview? I don't know. Can you win at work? Can you win at home? But, you know, 16 weeks out of the year, you can crush your friends. Right. And it feels good. But how do you do a show that is based in real time? Basically, right? But how can you tape a fantasy football show or shoot a fantasy football show as you do in the summer, right? Isn't that when you shoot yeah. a lot of these episodes in the summer? How do you? It's, it's, how can you? How can you stay current when? Certainly this year, you didn't even know if the, there was going to be a season. No, it is really difficult. It's like if you were uh, writing an episode of Battlestar Galactica and you had to honestly get right how the Cylon Raiders worked, like mm-hmm. how they how they flew. You have to know. And so we uh, we guess a lot, and we have you know Jack and I both play and. You know, sometimes we get it really right. Like we were doing an episode this year about uh, vulturing. Mm-hmm. You know, like someone just you do all the work and someone else just falls into the goal line. Right. Um, and who are we gonna? <laughs> and so we wanted we needed to pick a player who's gonna be who's gonna be the ultimate vulture this year. Mm-hmm. And so we're thinking about it. We talk about it. We go. It's gonna be Mike Tolbert. It's gonna be Tolbert. And then in the episode, we're talking about how he's gonna score. He's this is his third TD. Mm-hmm. And then week one, what's he do? He goes out and gets three TDs. And you sit there and go, ah. Oh, you're high five. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. You're and you go, why am I not better at fantasy football than if I can get this right? <laughs> right. Why am I 0 4? It looks like Michael Bush is a prime vulture this he was, year. He was well, our number two on is, the list. Is that right? He was our number two on the list. Uh, McFadden owners are psyched because he keeps running the ball in from the 40 yard line. Yeah. You know, but every time he gets in the, inside the 10, here comes Michael Bush. But it I is think. very hard. We try very, very hard to be authentic. We have, right. we have an actual, we know who's on our characters' teams. We have those. Those those team pages exist, and and what we always do. So, is, do you do an actual draft for that? There is we or do you, we do, you auto, do you auto pick? We or? literally go and go. Here's we literally make teams for this mm-hmm. eighteen league. We've made the teams, and then we have to monitor who's traded to whom. Right, and and their home pages. We may be in July, but we are shooting an episode that's going to take place week ten. Right, so we have to make sure that the team is accurate, the oh, matchups are God, accurate, how? so they can talk about it. We literally have a clipboard. Because the actors are like, so wait, who am I playing? What week is this? It's week ten. It's Buffalo against, and you just and you just tell them. Uh-huh. And then we also do this. We always leave room for a little ADR in case someone like Glenn Coffey decides to join the priesthood. <laughs> which that that's the one we couldn't have foreseen last year in an episode about who's really going to back up Frank Gore. Right. And you have Dixon or Coffey, and then Coffey decides to join the priesthood and then join the NRA at a traffic stop, and then and you know you just <laughs> and you just go all right. I, this that one I don't know how to fix. Right. But um, so we always we always leave a little room for a little reshooting that way and uh-huh. looping, and uh, we always green screen our our league board too, so we can always put something else in. There. Who are your guest stars this year? Give me a little preview of who who we can expect to see, because that's another neat aspect to your show is who pops up out of nowhere, basically. Um, great, great guest stars in the season premiere, mm-hmm. uh, which is this Thursday. We've got Maurice Jones Drew, America's Running Back, mm-hmm. America's uh, Running Back, Sydney okay. Rice, mm-hmm. and uh, Brent Grimes from the uh, Atlanta D. Basically. Uh, Ruxin, the character Ruxin, played by Nick Kroll, mm-hmm. uh, won the Shiva Trophy, the first place trophy last year. And to lord over uh, all of his friends, he makes a, a video, like uh, a la the 1985 Chicago Bears, he makes a Shiva Bowl shuffle video <laughs> with, where, with a few players from his actual fantasy team. Mm-hmm. So we got together with MJD, Sydney, and Brent Grimes from the Atlanta D and shot a Shiva Bowl shuffle video, which was awesome. Wow. And Sidney Rice, at the time you shot it, you didn't 
know he was going to be a Seattle Seahawk. Part no, of your fa- part I wish. Of your favorite team, right? I wish. Literally, we were we had finished shooting. So I can't shot. even accuse you of being a Seahawk no. caller by getting your Seahawks in, into your program. I wish. I wish. We literally shot it on a Sunday, mm-hmm. and uh, after we were done, we were just doing a little uh, behind the scenes. So uh, you know, Maurice, jo- I'm Maurice Jones Drew from the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I'm on the league. Or and then okay, Sydney, I'm Sydney Rice from the Minnesota Vikings, and I'm on the league. And he just went like this. <laughs> and we're like, oh, okay. And we literally left. Uh-huh. Uh, we left Sunday night and Monday morning. Sunday night he was a Viking. Monday morning when, when we were loading the tape in, he was a Seahawk. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're breaking news. You yeah, could break, was, You could have broken news. We could have broken news. Call me. I know. Next give me, time, give me a ring. I know. I know. But you, and by the way, when we get these guys on, don't think we're not pumping them for fantasy information. Right. We've had Antonio Gates on before, and this is when LT was having ankle problems that last year. And oh. It's like explaining to Antonio, okay, Antonio, here's what the scene's going to be. Now just come over here. And I literally took him into a corner to try and get the information so that Jackie wouldn't hear it and Nick Kroll, who I was playing against in the League of the League, wouldn't hear it. So, And I got called on it. Literally, Nick Kroll runs across and goes, don't tell him anything. Get in the get in the hot tub and do the scene. Get in the, get in the hot get tub. Get in the hot tub. Oh, man. Oh, who else? Who else, uh, you who else do we have this year? We have... Uh, um, Matthew Barry, the okay. fantasy football analyst from the uh, that upstart uh, yeah, network okay. in Bristol. That's all right. You can uh, use Fabiano, Fa- Michael Fabiano of NFL.com. Yeah. He's he's more he's more local. Yeah, I'd love to use he's local, local. and he'll oh, work yeah. cheap. He'll work yeah. cheap. Yeah, <laughs> well, we know that. We know that. Yeah, we know that. He'll work that was cheap. assumed. He'll work cheap here at the NFL Network. Okay. So uh, uh, we've got uh, Matthew Barry coming on. What we've about also celebrities? Got, um, we've been very lucky. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, we've got cause we've got our NFL we've got our NFL fans. We've also got our our comedy fans mm-hmm. and. A big fan of the show was Seth Rogen, and fantastic. We uh, there's a character on the show who's been talked about a lot. Um, who's a friend of Rafi, who's this sort of played by Jason Manzoukas, who's this uh, insane, insane uh, character, unhinged character, and he was always talking about his friend Dirty Randy, who preys on the weak and was a uh, location scout for pornos. And <laughs> we promised our we promised our, this is what the show is. We promised our fans that if we got to season three, they would get to meet Dirty Randy. So there was a lot of pressure on who's going to be Dirty Randy. And we called Seth Rogen. We said, hey, do you want to play a location scout for pornos? Uh, and he goes, I love the show. I'll do it. Let's do it. And so uh, season premiere, we'll have uh, Seth Rogen, who's just plays Dirty it, Randy. Dirty Randy. And it's just insanely funny. Insanely funny. That is awesome. Yeah. he's who, And we didn't know he was a fan of the show. He came on just like literally reciting lines from the show. And he loved the guys. And so he was super, super cool. So. Uh, we've got Seth. We've got uh, Will Forte from uh, of SNL fame. Uh huh. Is coming on as uh, one of the uh, out of towners who we don't. Another guy in the league who lives out of town. Okay. He comes in. We've got uh, Eliza Dushku. Came on. Hey Ray Li- now. Yeah. Uh, Ray Liotta. Um, it's Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta uh, is is coming onto the league. Oh my gosh! Insane. Insanely Ray Insanely funny. Insanely funny. How great is that? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, and he played the he played the commissioner in the uh, in the funnier die video that exactly. was done this year. Exactly, you know. Speaking of uh, Jim Brockmire is coming up on the program. Oh yeah, Funny love Jim Brockmire. Jim, Brock, Jim Brockmire coming up on the program. Will he have a meltdown? Well, uh, you, you'll have to stay tuned to see. I, all right, I cannot wait. Jim Brockmire, as you know, uh, had an unfortunate incident in the booth. He had a meltdown in the booth after he he, he caught his wife cheating on him. Saw it with his own two eyes and his. His career sadly went down the tubes. Yeah, you know no, some things you can't unsee. You can't. There's something you can't unring the bell. Nope. You can't nope. unring the bell. Uh, this this is awesome with the league, bro. I mean, yeah, what you been, have built, what's what's building. It's a. It, this is such great news. It's been really I fun. It's be been more happy for you and Jackie. Thank you, thank you. It has been a it is a blast to shoot. It's a tiny little show, right. and uh, but it's really getting a, it's getting a very very strong and very uh, loyal following. So right. so uh, and look. The first year we were on the air, uh, I remember it was, it was the fall preview issue of the, uh, you know, you always get those fall preview things, but what's going to be on, on on television this fall? Right. And we were looking through it, and there was nothing about the league on it. And that was because we hadn't shot anything. <sighs> and we literally came on, like, 2009, we came on, like, you know those, it's like those girls who uh, go to prom, and they have a stomachache, and they go to the bathroom and have a baby. Right. That's that's how we appeared <laughs> on, in the 2009 fall season. <laughs> we, were the, we, were the, we were the basic cable bathroom baby. Of 2009, and no one knew we existed, and then we just sort of appeared, and now it's it's season three, and people, it's really getting a following, so it's been amazing. You've come a long way since the basic cable bathroom baby yeah. days. Yeah. And speaking of how in the world do you think about this stuff, let's get to Curb. Season eight was fantastic. Uh, Thank we, you. The, the reaction to it, 
uh, were you surprised by the reaction to it? I don't mean when when I say are you surprised by the reaction to it because it's very even though it's a classic show. I mean, eight seasons in, you normally don't see an uptick in interest uh, the way that I saw this year. It was remarkable. Well, um, well. By the way, you're right to ask that question because the honest answer mm-hmm. is yes. And in fact, uh, I was we were having dinner with Larry mm-hmm. after you know the, I guess half of the season had aired, and we sort of just said, "Are you surprised as I am?" He was like, "I'm totally surprised." We personally, I thought that we were going to get a media backlash for this season just because what, it wasn't some of the it subject matter. No, just because it wasn't the Seinfeld season. Just, you know how the, things go in waves. They love you one year and then the next year they can say you're not as good. So then they listen to you. And then the next year after that, it's just, there's sort of a, I just assumed after the Seinfeld year, we would get in trouble, not in trouble, just sort of, it would be looked down on just because it wasn't a Seinfeld year. Because you had the year before was the whole cast of Seinfeld. Yeah. You, you, and, you got the band back right. together. How do you top that? Right. So, and we knew the shows were good. We wouldn't shoot them if they're not good. We don't shoot them until they're all written. So we like them and then we shoot them. But, uh, so we knew they were good shows, but we didn't think people, I guess we were very, very, very pleasantly surprised at how, how well they were received. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know why. I mean, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I'm happy, but Larry's same thing. He's like, they're good shows. Right. I'm really happy people they're, like them. But Fantastic shows. I mean, uh, for, let's start with this. First of all, thank you for putting my book behind Larry David's head. Please. In, in the uh, in the what was that the the smiley face yes. episode? Yes, you directed. That. I directed that. I got tons of tweets because it was the East Coast watching, and the East Coast uh, uh, gets it. Um, uh, it's like I'm putting my kids in the bath when the East Coast mm-hmm. is watching it. So yeah, I come that's what back. my parents call. You know, I know that. exactly. <laughs> right. I know. I know. Oh, right. It's it's, it's just on in the right. East. It's seven. It's seven seven o'clock. Exactly. Seven fifteen. My my Twitter account blows up. People saying, "Is that your book behind Larry David's head?" And and. We were we were Side. literally making his, that in that in that episode his office was a mess and it wasn't a mess so we were dressing his office and it was sort of those are the books that are in that's his office right so that just, is his office and so it's like all right let's try, oh here we go I like this I like that guy Thank that's you. a good book <laughs> let's let's do that and there were like four scenes where yeah. he was on the phone yeah uh, and yeah, look you, you've been thank a, you a, but a giant friend of the court and I don't know if a lot of your viewers know this but we. We shoot the episodes and then we edit them for a long time. And it's just Alec uh, Berg, Dave Mandel, and Larry and I sort of sitting in a room editing these. So every once in a while, we want to get feedback from uh, from tastemakers uh, and <laughs> right. tastemakers such as Rich Eisen. So Rich and a few other people come to the editing room and sit in very uncomfortable chairs in a very tiny room <laughs> and watch a very rough cut of, of the Curb episodes before we lock them so we can ask questions, see if things made sense, see if things don't make sense, see where they're laughing. And it's... Remarkably helpful, and uh, it's a thrill, a personal thrill. Uh, I mean, it's one of the be- it's one of the neatest, coolest things that I'm I'm lucky to, to be able to do. You're the only people that see them, by the way. And you're I've, the only people that see them. You see them before HBO sees them. I, HBO sees the finished copy. I one time mentioned to uh, Garland, "Hey, I just saw this episode." He goes, Are you, "What? Yeah, it's, it's, he's what? How did you see it? You know?" And I'm like, "Okay, I didn't want to because yeah. I don't know if it's this is Omerta. If you can talk about, I know, I know what I see is Omerta. Right. I understand that that you can't, you know. I never ever, you know. Right. I, of but I do, but I do, you know, uh, tell my wife what I just saw was beyond. I mean, I think this year I saw the Palestinian chicken episode beforehand, right. yep. and uh, and Buckner, yeah, which was the Mister Softy episode was beyond. How great was Buckner? Fantastic. He was awesome. Now, how difficult was it to get him to do that? Um, there were a lot of phone calls. Buckner was just, he was living, I think he was living in Idaho or Montana, and it was just a lot of sort of calls back and forth. And and Buckner was very guarded over the phone with Larry. Right. So just sort of, uh-huh, very, just wasn't, just wasn't sort of talking a lot about it. And so we were very worried that, you know, is he just sort of not really into this or not? But when he showed up, he was just amazing. And because they actually makes... had good chemistry. It was, they were, he was funny. He was very funny. Yeah, but he also—I mean—the fact that he gets kicked out of uh, sitting Shiva, yeah. you know, where he gets kicked out because one of the one of the people in there is a Red Sox yeah. fan and starts barking at him. I mean, he reads this script and he says, "Okay." I mean, he was yeah. Well, it was it, in the end. Didn't have what to a twist great, his arm. What a great thing for him. It's it's only cathartic. Only, yeah, only Larry David could take Buckner. <laughs> And and hold him up, you know it's great. So he was he was so good. He was, mm-hmm. It was a really pleasant surprise. And but uh, because obviously seeing Buckner and and that whole uh, the whole episode being about him, 
uh, to me, that buries the true lasting moment of the show for me, which is the Yari Autonomics uh, pregame speech from Robert Smigel. Um, Brilliant Robert the, Smigel. I mean, it, was that off the top of his head? Essentially, was that just him, or did you did you give we him some cues that, knew, to say some to be... of the most horrible things <laughs> he certainly ever be... said, let alone to be used as a motivation for someone <laughs> to play hard? <laughs> we told, the character was supposed to be yeah. give, he the speech. What he was supposed to do there was give exactly a horrifying non motivational motivational speech. <laughs> um, but okay. the choices, many of those choices are yeah. just the genius of Robert Smigel. And that yeah. was that Amazing. was him. That was him. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. By the way, a little bit of, uh, because I know, I think, I think this is where you're going to go and I'm mm-hmm. going to cut you off the pass. Sure. Which is, is there going to be another season of Curb? Well, yeah. And I don't I, well, know. I was building up to that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there is, you know, every year is the last year, mm-hmm. um, but I do know this and this is a, a little tidbit for uh, a, an exclusive. We're breaking news. We here. are going to break some news. We're okay. going to break some news okay. for, okay. at the uh, Rich Eisen podcast. Yes. Uh, right after I'm done here, mm-hmm. I'm going to have lunch with Larry, uh, with Alec and with Dave to... Basically, I'm not going to say it's training camp, but it may be a mini camp. It may be an OTA. An OTA. We may be having an OTA, a curb OTA, uh, in an hour. To talk about season nine. To talk about talking about season nine. So that's how far away you are in the process. It's a a slow... Are we we out of the combine? Where are we in the NFL calendar year? I don't think we've we've drafted. Okay, so we haven't drafted. Uh, A lot of prospects. Everyone's looking good. Okay, so we you're heading to the combine, in other yeah. words. Yeah, I think the we're NFL. That's how yeah. far away the, yeah, the actual season you are. Yeah. And is the fact that you're mentioning this on the podcast, because we will tweet this to the cows come home, and it will be on NFL Network. I'm saying that right here now. Hmm. Uh, the reason why you're getting this out there is perhaps, it's a, is that a ploy to place any pressure on Larry? Is he susceptible to that sort of... Larry is... Larry um, is, is Completely not. He is not susceptible to any pressure. No outside pressure. There's too much internal pressure. It's like you can't. You can't crush a can that's about to explode. Right. So, so no. We're it's it's always a long process. It's a long process of we're not doing this, but um, we're not doing another season. Okay. But if we were going to do another season, I have one idea. Oh, okay. You want to talk about that? No, it's a waste of time. We're not doing another season. But but the bottom line is you. And your writing cohorts and producing cohorts are going to sit down with Larry David, have lunch, and it's not to catch up, hey, how was your summer, or anything like that. No. The, re- the reason for this lunch is to talk about, do we want to do a season nine? And if so, what are we going to talk about? Yeah. Which is the first step. It's first, always the first the step. The first right? step towards recovery is admitting you have a problem. <laughs> here's, <laughs> yes. here's the problem. We right. sort of want to do another season. Here's the other problem. We don't have any ideas. And then we talk about that. And eventually, we get to a point where we... This is this is the first step in what will then become we've written eight episodes, right. and then we tell HBO we're doing another season. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if I, I haven't told you this story, hmm. but you know when the we did when we had everybody on the podcast in July, yeah, okay, and I remember I bounced off you some of these social situations that I was going to throw at the group, mm-hmm. Larry and JB and uh, Jeff Garland and Bob Einstein, and the concept of the thank you note. Remember I told you mm-hmm. that? Did I tell you did I tell you the story or not? You told me the one that no, this one. Okay, I okay. The, the thank you note. And the question is, you know, how do you acknowledge the thank you note? Right. Or should you acknowledge the do, thank do you I note? Do I have to do your welcome note? Uh, you know, yeah, right, exactly. And we had this great discussion. So I sent Larry a box of Pro V ones with the NFL logo on the side as a thank you for coming on and helping, you know, create that round table. Because if Larry didn't do it, clearly, you know, right. there's no momentum. <laughs> so <laughs> So I thanked him for doing it. I mean, he couldn't have been more gracious given with his, with his time. He showed up on time. He didn't want makeup. He just went right with it. So I thanked him with the with the box of balls, saying, "There is no need to acknowledge this thank you." Right. Okay. It ends here. It ends here. Six weeks later, I got an email from uh, from his assistant saying, "What's your address?" <laughs> it never ends. That's <laughs> he the problem. Sends it to me. He said, "I open it up. It's just a card." That's a Larry. It's a Larry David card. He says, "You're welcome, LD." But it was six weeks of. Oh, I got to send him something. Why did he send me this? It's did, really pressure. was it that? Is the, it that tortured? No. It's, there's there's the pressure. It's appreciated, of course, and oh, lovely gosh. sentiment. But anything nice that happens to you right. provides pressure. That that applies now. Is pressure has been social pressure mm. has been applied even gently 
You applied gentle social pressure. <laughs> and he's a, I love this. It's very sensitive. His scale is very sensitive. He feels even the slightest bit of social pressure. And so you, you, it's like putting a glove down on a scale. There's about you, a few ounces. You applied a few ounces of social pressure. And there were six weeks of, I got, oh, I should send him a thank you note. Right. I should send him a thank you for your thank you note. But then I shouldn't. Then I should. And then, oh, fine. Just do it. Should I call him? Maybe I'll just call him. <laughs> so this, this went on. Can this be an episode? This, well, I'll tell you what. What the, do you think? Do you think this is because. I think it's. That I, would be, you know. I, I think know. it's great. I'll tell you the one that I love, though. Which that I'm, one? that I think is going to be. If there is another season, and we don't know, mm-hmm. but that will definitely exist. The bathroom one? The bathroom one. The, do you acknowledge... If Do you acknowledge the person in the stall? That if the person in the stall sneezes, and the person in the stall knows you've walked in. Right. They can see your feet. They heard the, the door. They heard the door. And that person sneezes. Do you say, God bless you? And it's something... I was talking... You like that one? I love it. Because that, like, that happened to Mark Brady of NFL.com, and he sent that around to all of us saying, hey, this might be a good one. It's a great one. And I was talking to Larry about it, and it's... Because you don't – when you're in that bathroom, it's like being in purgatory, right? You're just lost souls all just sort of <laughs> pretending that you just – that nothing else exists. Right. And so you're just in this netherworld, right, yeah. where time stops and social interaction yeah. should stop. There should be no eye contact. And yet, right, so it's, it's really – and I can definitely see in the curb world someone yelling at Larry for not saying. Right. I mean, what, what, what was the common courtesy? Yeah. It's a common courtesy. Common courtesy is to pretend like no one else exists. You don't exist. That's the common there. courtesy in a men's yeah. room. Yeah, in the men's room. And it's so, all bets are off. So this is, but this is conflicting courtesies. I love it. It's a great story. Conflicting courtesies it's a great is what story. you look for all the yeah. time, right? It's great. There's two sides of the story. I've got. I know we 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 we've I, I, we've gone on and on and on, but I can't stop uh, asking you questions about this. We have a few more minutes. Do you have a few more? Sure. Minutes? Fantastic. Um, I want to throw some things that I saw in Curb, and you tell me the genesis, the origin of this, certainly okay. the writing of it. Uh, the <laughs> shit bow. Where did that come from? <laughs> where, where did that, where did, where in the world did that come from? That came from, we wanted to do a story about, uh, it was the Toyota, remember Toyota was doing the recall, and there was the, the head of Toyota apologized. Yes. But he didn't bow all the way. And we thought this was a very fun. It was literally ripped from those headlines. This is a really funny thing. Mm-hmm. This is a fun of like a, an insincere apology, but it's not a yeah, thanks. Or, you know, oh, I'm sorry. It's a it's a bow. And right. so we knew we wanted to do, and that that became the genesis. Of bow <sighs> was literally the uh, the head of Toyota. And then you you incorporated that. Yep. You realize the actor who plays the 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 the, yes. the, the guy who who lets Larry know that the bow was insufficient is on Sesame Street. Are you aware of that? <laughs> no, not aware. Yes. Not aware. He, he he runs Mr. Hooper's store on that's, Sesame Street. When I saw really that, because you know I watch it every morning with my kids, I'm like, where does this guy look from? Where is he from? Where is he from? Oh. Sesame. <laughs> okay, I'll tell him. I, I don't know if you're I, aware. I, of no, that. no. You aware. took somebody from Mr. Hooper's store and made him say the word "bow" on that's television. Amazing. Which is now the name of my fantasy team. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Yeah. We yeah. And and I and I and I screen grabbed that. Moment. That's my avatar. That's of amazing. my fantasy team. That's amazing. And I beat Lotion Larry with 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 yeah. that avatar. Yeah. Uh, the Palestinian chicken restaurant. Where did that come from? Um, there's a restaurant uh, in there. There was a restaurant that we always used to joke about, uh, and this came from actually a, uh, an old Seinfeld writer, Steve Corin, um, who loves this this chicken restaurant, but he knows that they're anti-Semitic, and he would sort of talk about that with us. And we said, "All right," and that was the genesis of it. Was a real restaurant. Uh, that and that you sort of you love the chicken, but you don't like, you know, it's just what was in the show. But you don't, you know, that their policy, you know, that they hate you, right? And so uh, we just, it's sort of from there, it sort of blossomed into. Then we sort of started writing with it and playing with it and sort of going, all right, well, the idea of a Palestinian woman, mm-hmm. you know, having sex with a Palestinian woman who doesn't even acknowledge your right to exist has to be, <laughs> has to be the most amazing sexual experience ever. <laughs> And uh, and so it just sort of blossomed from there. Right. But great. It was a great episode. Right. Really, really fun. And then, of course, Larry, you had a fun with all of Larry's girlfriends this year. The Mr. Oh, yeah. Softy. Is there is there any genesis that's, to the Mr. Softy? That's, from, who came that's up? Larry. That Larry was, came up with Larry Mr. Softy? Is just, Larry has been haunted. Larry's been haunted by the Mr. Softy truck. So that Forever? Was, that he he pulled that one out of the he pulled that one. But the narrative defense. behind the Mr. Softy truck. That, that, I'm, do that you know if that's created or no? That's or that, created. Okay. that's created. But, but just the Mr. Mr. Softy, Softy truck, truck literally does that. That that being stuck in his head. That was pure he can't Larry. get that out of his head. Yeah, and I loved the um, I, I loved the therapist that casually mentioned 
things that he needs to keep to himself. You know, I won't say who it is, but he directed Star Wars. <laughs> well, not everyone's in show business, Larry. Fred Malamud, that was Fred Malamud, oh, genius. My. That was something he brought. He brought to Goodness. that. Just an amazing, amazing improviser. Amazing. Improviser. Oh, he did. That was his that off was, the top of his head. That was he, he directed he, Star Wars. He did. He did one of those. They're like, we should do more of those. That was right. But just that he is. That was a, a just so he, he you you fed him that line or he no, came he, up with it and I don't want to say who he is he's a famous director he directed he Star did the Wars one, the, he did the first one and then we started feeding right. the, but it was a, we realized that's a really funny angle <laughs> and that's the beauty of the show you have a, a good script but you always leave room for this amazing other stuff that you can pile in and then no have all these kidding. magical digressions that is great yeah Rosie O'Donnell I think stole the show oh, she's the amazing. bisexual episode amazing. right where yeah. the two of them were going back and forth. How do you come up with that? That that Rosie O'Donnell and Larry are are Who? chasing after the same woman. How it does was, that happen? We were literally talking about that situation, and uh, then who should it be? Who should it be? And then we were right. all the four of us were sitting in the room. And just, oh, how amazing would this be if it was Rosie? Right. And and we just started laughing about that. And it was just sort of okay. Once you know it's Rosie, then the whole thing just sort of right. plays out for you. And then but, how does it wind up at the at the steps of the Hall of Fame? Juicing. Mean, if you're juicing. I mean, it was just now, but that's the storyline that you laid out from the beginning, right? Yeah, that that this is yeah, that's where it had to end. I mean, if you're if you're doing that story, and you know, it's it had those are the those are the good stories when you sort of figure out what it is and you can see all the steps, right? Then it's easy because usually, I'll tell you, everyone we've written, we're sitting at this. There's a dry erase board, and we're standing in front of it, and and you get to about three quarters of the way through, and mm-hmm. Larry turns to us and goes, "Is this one harder than all the others?" Right? And we go, "You literally said this. We've done this for four seasons. You've said this, you know." 40 times. Right. But that one, that one actually was an easy one to write. And where did Pig Parker come from? <laughs> is, is somebody a Pig Parker at work or? Uh, that was, um, Larry's been bothered by, Larry had had an experience where he, you know, someone takes the, someone took the, mm-hmm. take the spot mm-hmm. and then they leave and then you are paying, right? you know, you're paying for other people's transgressions. So uh, we knew we wanted to do that story. And then Pig Parker, as we were joking around about it, Pig Parker just sort of came out. But mm-hmm. the concept, he had been wronged first. And that's the beauty of the show. Larry is wronged in, in real life. And then the uh, superhero version of Larry, who's on the show, gets to do something about it. Mm-hmm. He can actually. Yeah. So this is another cathartic moment Very for him. Cathartic. He yes. said he's working it out. I was accused of Pig Parking here. Uh, Chris Law, the podcast audio producer, uh, snapped a photograph of my car. And it How was, far? it was far, it was far, <laughs> but, but, but I had to park that way because of the way everything else That's was laid thing. out right? with everyone else was parking. That was the spot. And then of course, uh, at the end of the day, everyone cleared out. Of course. And I look like the pig park. Right. That's why it's, it's like an outrage. When you use a public, when you use a restroom in someone's home, a bathroom in someone's home, you are absorbing all of the pre- previous sins, right? <laughs> Whatever's happened there before, once you walk in, right. now it's on you. Right. It, whatever happened, you don't know. 10 minutes ago, 20 minutes it ago, whatever. It becomes a he but, said, he, he yeah, said, but now, she said moment. Once you've gone in there, you own all of that. And that's not fair, but that's the way life works. <laughs> you know? So <laughs> it's hard. It's hard, very hard to live. It's hard to live. Please do a season nine. Please. Uh, can I mean, what, what can I do? Is there anything I can do? There's nothing that anyone can do. Nothing right? anyone can do. But the three of you, though, you, Alec, and David. There's a, we can do a little. You. you we really, can do a little. We there's can, nothing else anyway. It's really, can, it's really. It, I know all, it's Larry's decision. I understand that. All you do, you but talk there's about no, ideas. In, there is no influencing him. You just, you talk about ideas. If we get enough ideas, but how do you not have any ideas? I mean, the, ideas. the bathroom thing that you just mentioned was that ever on Seinfeld or or, or, uh, or no? Curb? We would say it's one of those you talk about. You have these big bag. It's like having a bag of uh, your ideas are like a bag of rotten apples, mm-hmm. and you sort of every once in a while you have to do another show. You reach into the bag and you sort of hold that one up and you go, oh, I don't know, has that one got enough mold on it or not? Right. And if you get in, you just you just try and cobble together. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. You have to go away for a little bit from the show, whether it was Seinfeld or Curb or The League. You have to go away for a little bit and go out into the world and embarrass yourself. Right. And then you come back and put it on the air. <laughs> so, okay, so Larry, there's been enough time. There's there may enough have been time. enough time. Okay. You need a little time. You got to you got to refill the reservoir. Of embarrassing. Well, I've got. I. I just. We. I've given you two. Yeah. The thank you note, which, no. you're, which I know you're not as high on as as the bathroom. Very the high bathroom on the bathroom. One. You're very, very high on the bathroom. bathroom one. Yeah. And the third one that that we came up with is that if you're walking past somebody who's on a cell phone and you clearly hear that they're giving wrong directions, right? Do you say something? 
Right. Interesting. Do you stop them because you're acknowledging I'm eavesdropping on your conversation? Right. Which is obviously, a, you know, something that goes against the social grain. I tell you something. But, we, it's very so. something, something we've always wanted to do. We've never. We were pitching this at Seinfeld. We'll mm-hmm. maybe we'll pitch it to Curb again. Is that he of hijacking a conversation? Let's say right. you and I are at lunch and we're talking about whatever we're talking. We're talking about mm-hmm. we're talking about the Yankees. And there's a couple over here who doesn't have anything to talk about. Right. And then you hear them going, so the Yankees. Let's go, dude, you're just taking. Right. You can't just take our conversation because you've got nothing to talk to they're, your girlfriend about. I love it. That's you, great. You can't hijack our conversation. That's great. So these are, you know, again, they're all on the big board of bad ideas. You've got, <laughs> you, you sort of walk around with. In, every once in a while, you try and see if they'll work. We didn't even talk. I mean, shoot. We didn't even talk about your Browns and Seahawks. One little thing about the Seahawks. Do you want to get something off your chest? A little thing about the Seahawks, because I know Tavares Jackson played better this time. Yes. They should be in the no huddle all the time. There's no reason to have these terrible sluggish uh, first and second quarters where they don't do anything. But, you know, in the end, what are they going to be? Four wins, five wins? I mean, the Seahawks offense is a bread sandwich right now mm-hmm. you got it looks like a sandwich you got one piece of bread that's a new offensive line full of young people that are going to be good eventually and the other piece of bread is the receivers but there's something missing to make it a sandwich right and it's just you know next year we're going to find out what kind of sandwich is it going to be is it maybe going to be a luck sandwich is it going to be a barkley sandwich <laughs> you know is it going to be a palmer sandwich but it, it it's not right now a sandwich the offense is just two pieces of bread that's two pieces of bread but i've never seen a team that's that's so much different at home than on the road and in, in all my days i've never seen i mean it's totally different as a season ticket holder a for since the kingdom uh i've been a season ticket holder and uh which by the way had many flaws the kingdom but the most fatal of all their flaws was that the sinks in the restrooms looked very similar to the urinals in the restrooms and at <laughs> halftime it was it was thunderdome good no so but uh the, you know being <laughs> you know being a season ticket holder and we have Really great seats and they have our names on. We love going going to the seeing a game at Quest uh, at now CenturyLink right. is an amazing experience. It is so loud right. and was there for Beastquake last. Uh, you know when they beat the Saints last year was aside from the NFC Championship game against Carolina in mm-hmm. uh, 2005, which those are the, Beastquake. The, literally, I mean, it's you so loud in there. It, right? Oh, you can feel. I mean, it's it is an amazing, amazing experience. It's, it great is fans. It, it is a true, tangible, intangible. The intangible is literally a tangible. It's it's worth points. Mm-hmm. It really is worth points. Most false starts of any of any stadium. It's unbelievable. It's, it's the loudest outdoor stadium I've ever seen or heard or experienced. It's my so loud. Life. If, if you're sitting next to me, we're at the game together, and when it's going off, I can turn. You can't hear anything I'm saying. I mean, it is it is amazing. Unbelievable. And it's a. Uh, I think he's building it the right way. We just you do. I, I do. I think I think everything but the quarterback. I and mean, that's what it is right now. Well, then why would they go with him? Why, why they, they didn't keep Hasselbeck? That I, I can't answer. Look at how he's lighting it it's up. It's great. I love Hasselbeck. Hasselbeck. I love Hasselbeck, and I'm so happy for him. It's, he's uncorked uh, vintage uh, Matthew 2005 vintage. Yeah. If they if they had just kept him, if they had just kept him, you know, they could win that division. Oh, they'd be winning that. Well, nine and seven is going to win that division anyway. But they would they would win it. Well, the Niners just came with a pretty big one right there. I mean, that was pretty huge. That was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, I don't know. In I, Philly, I don't know really, how that happened. I they, mean, that they really put the. I mean, that and the Patriots could do that to the Jets this week is just send them into a, a, a big tizzy. The but two I mean, most amazing things I saw this weekend were one, that the Eagles actually choked that game away. Right. And two, did no Sean Moreno really fall off an exercise bicycle? I guess he did. I, How about that? I mean, I've never seen also the Ronnie Brown uh, moment in, <laughs> where he's, he's, he's stopped at the one and decided he, th- I guess he th- had memories of wildcat. Let's and, have a giveaway. And he f- fling. The, I've never seen that. Yeah. I've never seen that in pop Warner. I've never seen but, that. I mean, I've never seen that ever. Crazy. It's Crazy. What, what goes through people's minds. No, and it's Antonio Romo obviously wanting to get the game shortened to 56 minutes. That'd be good. That'd be good. <laughs> he would be an all-star. When can I get you back in? Uh, we, when, when, are you, when are you done with shooting all your, we, your league the episodes? The league, we finish, shooting, uh, we finish shooting at the end of October. So, yeah, we, uh, we premiere this Thursday. The right. DVD, by the way, for season two, which mm-hmm. has all sorts of extended episodes right. and lots of great stuff, comes out today. Okay. Uh, but uh, we'll be done shooting at the end of October, and then I'm, uh, I'm right back. Okay. Right back. So I can get oh, yeah. you back on in November. We can, oh, yeah. We'll just talk straight football. Yeah, love it. Next time. Love it. And how do I follow up on what happens at lunch? How do I follow <laughs> up on that? Do you send, send me, up a do you send up a flare? Is that I'll, what you do? Or I'll, what you uh, I'll, uh, I'll send you a <laughs> email. <laughs> Anytime. Good to see you, Jeff Great Schaefer. You. Good to see you. Very Say fun. hi to Jackie for oh, me as well. Best to your family. Thank you very and, uh, much. I appreciate that. Thank you very that. much. This was awesome. This is great. The League on FX. 
debuts this Thursday, October 6th at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and you can find it every Thursday on FX at that time. Jeff Schaefer on the Rich Eisen Podcast, presented by Bud Light. That's it. How cool was that? Jeff Schaefer, everybody. And Wes Welker, want to thank those two. Again, uh, keep it here, if you will, on this podcast website, richeisen.nfl.com. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, another way. Apparently, nfl.com slash mobile. You can download this podcast through the NFL's uh, mobile site, too. Uh, And the mobile app. Psyched about that new development. Michael Lombardi, Sugar Ray Leonard, and a surprise special guest that you definitely do not want to miss when he comes in studio next podcast, which comes out later this week on Thursday. Uh, Always thanks to Bud Light for bringing this uh, podcast to you. And uh, should mention that this week's Bud Light fan camp locations, Kansas City, Missouri, Phoenix, Arizona, Cincinnati, Ohio, and Columbia, South Carolina. KC, Phoenix, Cincy, Columbia, South Carolina. For more information on the Bud Light fan camps, visit the Bud Light Facebook page, facebook.com slash Bud Light. And always remember, you must be 21 years or older to participate. This podcast, however, is for all ages, although some of the things Jeff Schaefer was saying this week. Oh, man. Those guys at Curb. You go, Jeff Schaefer. You get Larry David to return to his season nine. Let's all hope. We're all counting on him. That's it for this edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you later on this week with a special in-studio guest. Stay listening to 